I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that talks about everything Marvel. Most things Marvel. Some some Marvel some stuff. Some Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something Marvel and occasionally D- smatterings of DC. Stay tuned. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're going yeah. to wait. Pivot to planetary. <laughs> we're, yeah. Dude, don't, t- don't yeah. tempt me, Gary. <laughs> don't <Yeah>. tempt me. <laughs> uh, do something good on this podcast? How dare we? Um, yeah. I, uh, so we, we just wrapped up something good. That's true. Uh, we're back. We're going to, uh, so this is the feedback episode for Ecstatics. We took a brief break to talk about WandaVision a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then along mm-hmm. with this session is going to be a couple of number ones. So we're going to do the original 1960s number one. We're going to do Uncanny, um, or excuse me, Giant Size X-Men number one, which introduces like the new generation of X-Men back in the 70s. And then we're going to jump to the 90s and just do plain old adjectiveless X-Men number one. I love that when you have to write about X-Men now, you have to specify adjectiveless X-Men. That really As makes it, me... <laughs> it's one of my favorite adjectives. <laughs> it's the, just um, the, well, technically, it's an adverb. No, I have, actually, that's not and, true. Uh, <laughs> after that, we're going to do some more. We're going to do number ones for a little bit because yeah. we wanted a chance to talk about some characters we don't usually get a chance to talk about. Mm-hmm. So and, like, you know, Generation X number one or like X, X-Men 2099. Number one, we're not totally sure what's going to be in that second batch, but we're still kind of deciding. And then after that, we'll do a more traditional run or a storyline. Yes. Um, um, and just stay tuned to the usual channels. Like, we'll, as as episodes go up, either on the Patreon feed or um, on just the normal public feed, we will we will tell you what we're doing so you can keep up with. And since it's like not an eight-issue commitment, it's easy to jump and read one comic book. So Totally. Or, we're also or just uh, listen to us. highly suggestible. I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but if like somebody, if a bunch of people are like, man, I really want to hear somebody talk about the Phoenix saga yeah, or something, mm-hmm. I could be convinced to reread that. That's a great story. Just go to abclub.com um, slash contact and let them know yeah, yeah. what we should cover. <laughs> don't involve Will's work in this. That's <laughs> <laughs> crossing the line, man. Oh, um, oh excuse no me. Women, my no bad. Children, no work. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just know that he would get mad about it if it happened, I think. If well, he got well, an email about it that was like, hey, somebody was telling you to cover the Dark Phoenix saga and you think your name is Jeremy, I think he would get legitimately mad. I did, I, did not, I did not think that, because we don't have an everything to guppy audience, so I didn't think that people would actually yeah, do yeah. The, the dumb shit oh, that I say to do. Everyone smart. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so people wrote in uh, with their thoughts about aesthetics, and we appreciate it. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to read them. Absolutely. You want to go first? I did not edit these, by yeah. the way, so who knows what's in them? I just copied and pasted them. Yeah. I'm, I will read the first one. This is from the Chesapeake Ripper. Speaking of everything to guppy uh, audience, we've got some crossover. Uh, they say, I didn't know about Ecstatics before you said you were going to do it for the show. It's a weirdly good X-Men book with almost none of the main team. Like maybe 20 pages of Wolverine total? I picked up 2019's Giant Size Ecstatics, where the team sort of gets back together with Mr. Sensitive, Dead Girl, Dupe, Tyke, Tyke's son Mike, uh, and uh, most importantly, Katie Sawyer, who can now teleport and looks so much like her mother, read uh, blue and is wearing her uniform and others. Vivisector is there, but who cares? <laughs> I'm excited for uh, Excellent, which is Milligan and Allred uh, getting back into the world of ecstatics. Uh, finally, it wouldn't be me writing into a podcast if I didn't include a fuck, Mary kill. Uh, Eddie Sawyer, Venus de Milo, dead girl. We're um, it's 2021 and I have made a decision on all of podcasts where people write in that we're no longer doing fuck, Mary kills. We can do we could do like date Mary kill, <laughs> but I get because okay. there's been a several times where as like this where it's three characters that are all women and I'm like I I just don't want to say I will randomly fuck a fictional character anymore like especially with uh, seven, 
<laughs> what if we what if we took a page from teenage dirtbags and did bone thugs harmony okay okay sure. i mean bone is girl. bone is pretty close but i see what you're doing here <laughs> okay what, what if we pulled a teenage dirtbags seven and mary three seven mary yeah three. here we go that, yeah. let's do it's all seven mary three i would uh i would marry dead girl um okay and i would seven eddie sawyer edie sawyer and i would three venus de milo um i'm gonna marry venus de milo um i am going to seven edie sawyer mm-hmm. and three dead girl okay Excellent. Good job. So, uh, yeah, translate that as you will. <laughs> Thank you for writing in, um, Chesapeake Ripper. I hope uh, uh, I hope the, you uh, were you were soon caught from your crazy <laughs> serial killer ways. Have you, uh, have you read Giant Size Aesthetics? I no no not the not from twenty nineteen no. It it's real good. Uh, the the villain team has a giant eyeball who shoots beams and yells out like eyewash and then like shoots giant like beams at people and it's really fun i can't i can't with um, giant eyeballs right now I'm, I'm a little sensitive about eyes since having lasik so i'm a little fucking i like i i saw a beholder the other day and i was like it's too soon it's too uh, soon i can't handle yeah. it yeah. you know if dragon magazine were still a thing a beholder getting lasik is a good one panel comic for that kind of shit that would be perfect that was yeah the kind of mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff they used to do so good job yeah uh, next one is from Colton. Colton says, hi, thanks so much for the content y'all are putting to put out. Y'all are continuing to put out. Actually, Colton, this is art, not content. Get it straight. <laughs> I had a lot of fun reading through the Ecstatics run. By far, the best aspect for me was Allred's art. It sent me on a wonderful journey investigating a lot of Allred's work, including Madman, Red Rocket 7, Bowie, and a particularly heartfelt Silver Surfer run he did with Dan Slott. I do hope you eventually cover the Ecstatics Presents Dead Girl crossover with Doctor Strange. Would love to hear your reactions to it. Anyways, thanks again. Keep up the great content. Also, I have told my wife you're to blame for my old comics collection returning to the bookshelf. Colton's telling lies to, to his wife. Man, yes. That's not cool. <laughs> comics wife. Can we, uh, can we have like a heartbreak city moment and just kind of advise Colton on the, on the ways that he should be communicating with his partner about having his well, stuff out? <laughs> so a good Freudian slip is heartbeat city. Oh, um, what did I say? The, uh, heartbreak, <laughs> heartbreak city. Heartbreak city. <laughs> the, the, uh, the dark sequel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the reboot. Um, with uh, with my son and I wash, um, the uh, yeah, uh, I think it's okay to put comics on your shelf. I do too. There, that's been heartbeat. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's that bad. Like no. it's, it's you know. And if your wife you know, does, books. talk to her, and she will probably convince you to put a bookshelf somewhere where she can't see it all the time, and you can put your books yeah. there. Yeah, unless you live in like a studio, there's lots of rooms. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mike, did I tell you, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this uh, during uh, podcasting about it. Did I tell you about the time I went to an art gallery that Mike and Laura Allred did in Portland? Like an I art think showing? so. Yeah. Because you, you you said you like met them and they were weird or something, if I remember Super correctly. Super weird. They, yeah. They were yeah, yeah. dressed up like Clockwork Orange. Yes. And they yes. Were, I, knew, I knew it was very weird. Yeah. Really inappropriately uh, like stilted and strange. And all of the art was incredibly expensive. I never like to comment on the, the price of art, like art costs as much as the artist says that's fine uh but i was very disappointed because i was hoping to walk away with a piece of ecstatics art for like you know a couple hondo mm-hmm. and uh that was not going to happen so it's very true story it's very strange you bring that up because on the latest episode of supernatural i watched uh a witch kills a person in an art gallery in portland oregon so just a little ah. crossing the streams there for us everybody based on a true story mm-hmm. um i also uh i've, I've enjoyed madman um, and I've heard really good things about that Silver Surfer run, but I have not uh, checked it out. But I do love Dan Slot, so that that is one to watch for me. Good deal. Thank you, Colton. Yeah. Uh, somebody else named Gary uh, says, um, "Thanks for recommending this book. I consider myself a fairly enfranchised comic reader, 
and I had never heard of or seen this book before. For me, this came out in a strange window a lot of people have when they stop reading comics as a young adult. I was pretty sure I was going to bounce off this book. On paper, it doesn't sound like something for me. Satire about reality TV, celebrity, uh, celebrity miss, uh, early 2000s comedy, miss, art deco, miss. I was compelled by a couple of things. Gary's sheer enthusiasm for the book made me want to try it out, even though our tastes only align like 50%. And I kind of expected this season to be Jeremy explaining uh, why <laughs> Gary, something Gary loved when he was a kid didn't hold up. Uh, so I was really surprised by how much this book worked for me. Even though the themes it tackles and styles it uses are not usually things that resonate with me. A lot of the jokes landed for me, which is pretty rare. Uh, I have a dry and offbeat sense of humor, and this book is frequently very clever. The art is insanely good when All Red is drawing the book, and it's an amazing homage to the Silver Age style. And the character work uh, is not just thrown out, as a lot of satire does. The characters at least are at least as in-depth and uniquely voiced as most other mainstream comics, maybe even more so. The real magic is how different parts intertwine, the clever quips, the flatness, the posed look of the art, the realistic people underneath it. It just all meshes so well, and is definitely more than the sum of its parts. I was very surprised by how strong an execution could make me revere a book about things I normally couldn't care less about, superheroes and celebrity. So thanks for introducing me to something new. The book really loses steam in uh, the Back from the Dead arc. It's amazing how much funnier it would have been with Diana. I'm glad I knew about the editorial change while reading it, otherwise it would make even less sense. It doesn't feel like the book ever really recovers. I like the Avengers vs. Ecstatics arc, but only for the Avengers jokes. It doesn't do very much else. My favorite joke is Hawkeye looking for uh, insisting that Iron Man doesn't have superpowers. I look forward to seeing what the next season will be. Let Jeremy pick for once, will ya? <laughs> also, I can recommend X... <laughs> That's what it thinks. <laughs> yeah. I also I can recommend X Men twenty ninety nine number one for the first seasons. It's bad, but its characters are very fun. Uh, we are of like minds. Yeah. We were just talking about that in the green room. I like um, my favorite line in this entire thing, which I probably should have edited down before we read it. Was um, the characters are at like, least as in depth and uniquely voiced as most other mainstream comics, which sounds like such a backhanded compliment to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm always surprised to see this kind of reaction because I'd, I, I guess, it, it, and I know I, I think I'm I'm relatively familiar with Gary Pryor, so this isn't like adult, and this isn't like a direct insult to him or anything. But it doesn't sound like if you read this that he enjoys comic books at all. Like I don't know what do you what do you what do you get from them? Um, but I'm glad that we turned him around on ecstatics and ecstatics turned him around on ecstatics. So yeah, yeah, I, there, there's a there's a body of people, yeah, there are a body of people, and there's nothing wrong with us who like are just not super down for like stock standard like what superheroes do mm-hmm. in comics and i have no problem with that like yeah you know there's as somebody who appreciates stuff outside of that malu you know like i i love you know vertigo shit and and things that fuck with the formula like your your planetaries and the like um i love all that stuff so i get it i just happen to to love the the junk food part of it as well um so i, I kind of understand people people who don't um but i i also like i've uh seen gary Pryor in the slack and i'm not sure what gary Pryor likes i sure. should ask we should ask um yeah, be but, nice of me that'd be that'd be the right thing to do and, and also and like gary solidarity gary doesn't doesn't pick stuff like we talk about it <laughs> like i wanted to do yeah. this because <laughs> gary enjoyed it like it's not he doesn't boss me around like he does cole i won't let him get away with that shit no, no, no. or like will does me <laughs> or like will the, does um, you <laughs> or, or presumably like jala does to um dennis <laughs> sure yeah, yeah, dennis, let's, yeah. Let's say jala and dennis uh, ben i don't know um the uh and i'm also open to one of the things before we decided on this first season was i was saying like hey i want to do something i haven't read before yeah you know i wanted the experience that jeremy had uh with this so like that is something that's on our radar as well 
Also, like, uh, uh, I think, and I don't really, I'm not, I don't really care about this comment too much because who cares? But like, also, you read a lot more comics than I do. I think in general, and you're a lot more well read in comics than I am. So when we switched to comics, we agreed on like, hey, new X Men. Like, we both want to do that. And then you've had really good suggestions for what would be fun for the show, and I've gone along with them. So like, I think that's this kind of a it's a partnership. It's not it's not don't yeah I, don't don't be defended me on the on the podcast, Gary Pryor is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> There's no uh, daddy and daddy are not fighting. Yeah, I can speak for myself. Uh, um, yeah. But thank we're, you for writing in and page. listening. We really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, next up is yeah. from Yokai Customs. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Dear Gary and Jeremy, I was first introduced to Ecstatics via the original Toy Biz Deadpool action figure from the early 2000s, which came with the figure of Dupe. I was always intrigued by Dupe, but only in 2019 did I finally get up the motivation to delve more deeply, which ultimately led me to reading X-Force and Ecstatics right up until the Avengers story. What a terrible place for me to run out of steam. I was thrilled that you covered the series on Days of Future Cast as it was a perfect excuse to get back into it and finish the run, as well as the Dead Girl Mini and the soft reboot Giant Size from 2019. The Avengers vs. Aesthetics was a highlight for me. Very funny and weird. I was curious what you think of the Dead Girl Mini and Giant Size. I'd love to see them covered in more detail down the road. That's like three people, Gary. I think we're going to have to do that at some point. Yeah, we um, it. it is very funny. Like Doctor Strange treats hemorrhoids with a spell at one point. Perfect. That's what like, I want. It, 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 is, it is very funny. <laughs> He's a doctor. That's the kind of stuff that he should be doing. (laughs) Just because he broke his hands in a car crash doesn't mean that he can't help with roids. I want to. I want someone to draw a cartoon of uh, Kramer finding the ass doctor license plate from Seinfeld, and it's Doctor Strange getting into it. He's just (laughs) blown away. (laughs) The the, the ass man supreme. Yeah, ass man, not ass doctor. It was ass man. I couldn't remember. By the eye of Asagiato. Uh, P.S. Um, when are we going to get some Marvel Legends figure action figures of the rest of the Ecstatics team? Probably never, unless they get really, really sucks. popular. Yeah, I would destroy for them. Like I would, I would get them. Uh, that that dupe action figure. Um, you know, I've said this before. I used to at a certain point, I had a complete run of the Marvel Legends action figures and sold them all to a man in Brazil for four thousand dollars when I got divorced. Um, and I held back the the dupe figure because I was like, they're never going to make another ecstatics thing mm-hmm. from this and would have gotten more money if i had included it because that figure complete with all the stuff is worth quite a bit wow uh and i, I was like nope i want to have this dupe so um thank yeah, you your story thank you yokai customs for writing in yeah that's awesome um i also would love those action figures so uh, citizen of a failed state uh says uh, hey y'all i just gotta say that i loved the ecstatic coverage made me desperate for an ecstatic mcu adaptation lol keep up the great work is somebody forgetting zeitgeist from deadpool 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> already happened sir um yeah <laughs> I I'm really intrigued by like the stuff they're doing in the MCU right now. Uh, with, like all of the mm-hmm. stuff that they have announced, like is seems so bonkers to me. She Hulk and you know uh, Miss Marvel teaming up and all of that stuff. Like I wonder if there's a, a chance for in the MCU just to get fucking weird and do stuff like Ecstatics. But I feel like Ecstatics exist in that space where. Disney's just going to be like, nah, fam. Like we have Deadpool for, yeah. for for these purposes, and we barely let that go. So we're gonna we're not going to let that happen. The the best thing that I think could happen was them showing up in the background of a shot of like the Modoc cartoon or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could definitely see that. Mm. Um, yeah, spread ecstatics awareness. It's the only way it's going to happen is if they can make money. Did you watch that trailer by the way for the Modoc cartoon? 
I have never been turned turned off by something so quickly in my entire life. I was no. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is, and I was like, I love Modoc. I just want Modoc. I want more Modoc in my life all the time. But sure. yeah, uh, did more not money, happen. Modoc, <laughs> money, mo, yeah. just like just like the famous rapper said, <laughs> mo money, mo Modoc. Um, the. Uh, no, I haven't watched that. I, sh- I should have watched that. I also haven't watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. Yeah, that's I'm gonna watch that probably going to be think. doing that uh, about 23 minutes after uh, we finished recording this today. So Yeah. You've given me a preview of your weekend, and it sounds incredible. So, <laughs> yeah. glad it's off on that note. <laughs> Pizzas and superhero movies, and uh, probably some alcohol involved, and literally just slovingly on the couch. It's going to be great. Yes, I was having a um, I was having a conversation with the woman at my eye doctor who was like doing pre screening stuff, and um, she was telling me like the warnings of Lasix or whatever uh, because of my age. I turned forty, and she's like, you know, I'm I just turned forty as well, and I was like, let me ask you a question. Like when you were twenty what did you think of 40 year olds? And she kind of started laughing. She and she had not said like she was pure professionalism up to this point, but she looked at me and she said, I thought they were bullshit. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, me too. When I was 20, I didn't think 40 year olds were anything, man. I thought they were all ancient. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm a kid. I don't even know what to do. So yeah. The idea of an entire age of people being described as bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. is very funny. It's a me. very 20 year old idea, right? Like I would, I would have probably yeah. said some shit like that in my twenties. So uh, I think that's very funny. You no, know, it's funny though. It's like now, now I think like 22 year olds are kind of bullshit. hundred percent. Yeah. Like when I interface with them, like when I first, uh, like five years ago, I went on a date with a 25 year old when I was 35, which is like the biggest age difference mm-hmm. I've ever uh, dated around. And I was like, Oh yeah, people in their twenties are bullshit. <laughs> like I just <laughs> feel like it's like, no offense to anybody out there who is, uh, who is in that age group. But yeah. like it is a thing where, you know, you, you kind of swap perspectives on that. You know, the, the kid, the kids are definitely all right. And there's con- tons of cool stuff they're doing, but also like there's some ways it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, th- there's also ways for that to be all right. And me not to like have to deal with it in any way, shape or form. Right. Like, yes. Although I do, because like I look at TikTok and that's mostly teens doing teen shit. So yeah. Um, Sometimes very funny teen shit. That's, that's true. Um, oh. Did I, I didn't send you this screenshot. I sent it to Brian Wade, uh, but there was a guy with a uh, colander on his head um and like a suit and he had his head up his hand up on the colander like classic professor x side and it was like professor xavier uh using cerebro to look for the goth hooters in texas and i don't know why but that just <laughs> it just fucking slayed me so much i was thinking i thought that's the funniest shit ever goth hooters in texas uh next up we have our friend Dex at 99 Dexterity. Hey there, folks. Friend of the network. Uh, hope the day finds you well. When you announced that you'd be covering X-Force, I was absolutely ecstatic get it to hear gary to mm-hmm. get to discuss a run that he had mentioned as being one of his favorites when i wrote in for the aoa feedback episode the coverage was exceptional as ever and i recently finished the run myself which was a good time the shift in focus from tv shows to comics coupled with quarantine resulted in me deep diving into comics since the last feedback and i'm currently sitting on almost 80 gigabytes of comics on my laptop as a prompt for 80 gigabytes jesus christ that's a lot of comics uh as a prompt for you guys who do you feel is the most underrated member of any given x team Mm. this is hard because like the x teams have changed so much over the years but like i kind of feel like jubilee is not necessarily i don't know what like underrated is hard like i feel like all the other x-men underrate x jubilee to an extent yeah she was like they they very specifically like a point of view wolverine padawan character exactly for a long time uh and then they gave her a power set that's really kind of confusing 
you know, like makes fireworks is weird because sometimes she can use it to blind people and then sometimes she can use it to blow things up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's very confusing, but I, I think that's a pretty good, you know, for 90s X-Men. I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good answer. Um, it, let's go through, let's do the books that we're, we're covering uh, after this, okay. during this session. So, so like original team, uh, giant size and 90s, um, early so 90s X-Men. The implication with underrated is that they are, they are, they are capable of performing above what you would, what you think at first glance. So like I yep. look at Angel. And I think he is not capable of that. <laughs> like, I think no, he, that, that dude is in his weight class. I think he is rated. <laughs> like, I think that dude is just rated. Yeah. Not over or under. He is yeah. rated. Um, I think underrated for me would probably be uh, Jean Grey in that group. Miss Marvel. Oh, absolutely. And how it treats her. Yes. 100%. Like a, a, bill, a billion percent. Because uh, that, that's a really weird and sexist comic. Um, I'm going to say Iceman. Okay. Uh, for that i've always thought like i liked when at some point in the 90s people realized that like being able to freeze moisture is this weird god tier thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like because most things are moisture that's <laughs> where 90 percent uh, water you mean yeah <laughs> human beings and they are eventually made him this like omega level like thing and like really really and they did a lot of storylines with like emma frost teaching him about his potential and stuff mm-hmm. um i think that was already there and the way they treat him in the early things is like a real aug kid kind of thing well yeah in the next book like he's literally it pretends to be a snowman for a little while like it's it's fucking yeah, yeah. ridiculous in the, next, in the first episode mm-hmm. it's a real it's a fun gag he likes to do uh just so cyclops and professor x can yell at him <laughs> it's a funny comic um the uh and then in giant size um underrated i mean it's it's very obvious to say thunderbird since he just like immediately dies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and then sunfire he's not underrated he's just like he's a hilarious jerk the whole time it um underrated i'm gonna say banshee yeah in that group i think so too because he doesn't get anything to do in that comic book at all um except like carry colossus around uh, no that wait that's yeah. sorry sorry wait that store my bad um yeah. so yeah i would I'm, i'll go banshee with you and then for the new one um there's oh man i don't know that that the, the new one is gonna be tough because it's all like grizzled people that's <laughs> what i get picking gonna, up in that one i'm gonna say gene gray like the first one okay a little bit um you know again Jean gray like incredibly powerful and very cool and very experienced you know she's been there as long as everyone else but she doesn't get a whole lot to do and i i think that like in the cartoon when her main thing was like fainting yeah, yeah. um that was basically based on the 90s cartoons where like she just got overwhelmed a lot and fainted um but, at, at least in the first issue i'll i'll say forge just because he shows oh, yeah. up and is like, hey, <laughs> and then they're like, hey, that's Forge. And then that's it. He, he comes out of a basement having fixed the floor. <laughs> like he comes out of the techno floor and like, it's just like, it's all running now. And that's the only time he appears in like one panel, like basically installing Comcast for the X-Men. Yeah. He's, he's then, Uncle Forge yeah. who comes over to do like random house repairs on the mansion. That's him. Like, oh, now we have free cable because Uncle Forge came by. I, I just remember that there is an X-Men villain named Comcast. That's true. Uh, from the 90s. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't installing that Comcast unless, you know, they ever get back to Scott Lobdell's lost plots. Can't wait. I cannot so, wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, and the final comment we have from Miguel covered with scorpions, uh, is sluck. Thank you, Miguel. <laughs> Just, uh, thank you. I don't Indeed. know what possessed you to DM us that. I don't remember if that was a joke that we made, but thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we remember sluck. Release the sluck cut. Mm-hmm. Release the Snyder sluck. 
Ooh, um, I, th- I don't think yeah. that we want to say that. I've already, I've already seen on Twitter, uh, uh, restore the Snyderverse as a hashtag. So we've got like probably another ten years of s- talking about Snyder since people think that this movie is mm, good. So yeah. Well, I cheerfully rescind <laughs> that. The, the um, thanks everybody for uh, writing in. Yeah, we appreciate you. Very much appreciated. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash TV. A couple of bucks a month to get you access to the Slack channel full of cool people. You can get um, episodes of this podcast and other podcasts early. Tons and tons and tons of exclusive podcasts. Like, you could pay five bucks and get, like, it's, it's so much of J- Gary's sweat right now in the form of audio. <laughs> Just so much audio yep. sweat. Oh, yeah. Just, like, flop sweat. Just, mm-hmm. like, we sweatily podcasting it's the last time you sweated playing a video game like ooh, uh, quite a while okay you know to be fair like playing a game like the last time i did like you know dance dance revolution or something probably yeah i, I sometimes yeah. get sweaty hands so i'll probably go Sekiro. i think that was the time that i was like ooh, mm. this is tough or whatever so well what i mean one reason why that uh might be is because you live in the swamp it's true it's very true, but also so, I have air for conditioning. Me it, it, so, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't get that uh, that hot over down here, mm-hmm. actually. So you do have air conditioning. Yep. So I guess like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Got ya. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We're out of here. Days of Bye. Future Cast. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.